welcome back to Be Inspired. It is a podcast brought to you by Blue Balloon Theatre, where you guessed it, the aim is for you to be inspired by a whole plethora of incredible creatives from all around the performing arts industry. And today I am joined by a wonderful creative, which I'm really excited to chat to and for you guys to hear about. It is the wonderful Sarah Wardle. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. It really is. Um, so let's chat about you first. Let's, um, let's go straight in. Tell us a bit about you and what you do as a creative. Like, what part do you play in, in this industry? Um, so I am Sarah Wardle and I am a freelance stage manager. And more recently, I'm also now a freelance photographer as well. It always feels weird to say that because I feel <laughs> like I'm not quite used to it yet. But I am. That's it's what I do. And yeah, that's me. That's amazing. That's something that, um, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, during this podcast, but I really wanted to chat to you about your sort of journey as a photographer, because I've been very fortunate to work with you and you've taken some incredible pictures of me. That feels like forever ago. I know. <laughs> but honestly, I look at those pictures and I think, wow, like that's one of the only sort of shoots I've ever done where I felt completely myself like really really relaxed and I think a lot of that was down to you as a photographer oh. and how you approached your work and yeah uh, you know you it was such a it, I really really enjoyed it and I know um some of our friends that our mutual friends have said the same that they've really enjoyed working with you uh, so I mean let's let's chat a little bit about your photography I mean yeah where did that come in your in your career at, at what point did you realize that um you know this this was something you wanted to pursue um so I've always loved photography in general like I was always that girl in high school who had like a digital camera and used to take it to all the parties and just take photos of everyone and I've always loved it but I just never because I never did it as like a qualification I just thought that's for somebody else like that's not something I can do um, and as much as I work in a creative industry because of my stage management I'd always been really like kind of the management side of it like not the creative side and I'd graduated from drama school and I'd kind of was I was doing jobs but I had like really short contracts so I had like a month or so at a time where I was kind of free and not doing anything and I really don't like that like I don't like not being creative not being part of a project and I needed something to fill that and some of my friends actually were like doing photography and asking me to kind of be a part of it like will you pose for some photos and stuff and I kind of went along and I was like I'm not one to be in front of the camera like that's not where I want to be but I love this whole like industry in this sector and I want to try it for myself so I just like went for it bought myself a camera and was like if this doesn't even take off I've got a nice camera to take pictures of my family on holidays, like, <laughs> you know, and I used my sister and I went to the local park, which was like two minutes from our house. And I just was like, I'm just going to take some photos of you and see what happens. And I posted them online and I just felt so good about it. Like 
it's a way of showcasing myself and like my kind of style because that's what photography is like it's your art form it's you know the style that you like and immediately people were reaching out to me like will you take pictures for this or you know I'd love to you know do some pictures with you and I was just like you know here we go like let's do this is like a little side job and I just love it I just love every part of it really that's so cool I love that what you just said there about how taking photos for you is that is your way of showing your artistic style and I would absolutely agree with that because whenever I see your pictures I might not see if I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling I might not see that it's your name at the top I might just see the photo first but I know that it's your photo and it's the same with um, I mean a lot of the headshot photography yeah um you know uh I'm trying to think of one Nick James in London prime example he's got such a specific style of of photography that you know his headshots a mile off yeah immediately you know it's him yeah and I think that's so uh it's kind of nice in a way to to have people notice you in that in that way yeah um I mean, we've we've worked together in a, a few different instances yeah. in, in both like photography of me, but also photography for Blue Balloon as well. And I mean, those photos were. I remember you said to me, you were like, "I'm, you know, I'm not sure about whether they're going to turn out very well because of the lighting and this, that, and the other." And when I saw them, I was like, "Oh my god, these are incredible! They were exactly." the kind of photo that I wanted you know they were a little bit um edgy uh, yeah there was something about them that was very raw and um it just worked very well with the performance I think that's something really fantastic about you is how adaptable you are um you know in in photography um yeah I mean that's amazing uh, I I kind of I wanted to obviously speak about your uh you being a freelance stage manager uh, as well because we, I realized this the other day this is something I forget but we both went to Pendleton College yeah. <laughs> I was I was thinking about because I was thinking about the other day like my journey and how I kind of got into it and I was like yeah. we met at college and we actually did a show together yeah and I always forget like I just always forget that that ever happened because we kind of met and then we went yeah. our separate ways and then we like rekindled this friendship and started working together and I was yeah. like that's just that is just this industry isn't it like oh, God, yeah. you meet people you go off and then you come back into people's lives no. and in completely different situations and scenarios as well completely completely so I mean uh, let's start let's start at Pendleton College was that the point where you realized you wanted to be a stage manager or were your intentions different when you started uh, your training there um so I knew I wanted to work in backstage theater at this point like I'd I went to a, um, a secondary school that did a lot of performing arts Um, And I was in a couple of the shows in high school and I hated it. (laughs) Like I loved the shows, don't get me wrong. But anytime I was on stage, I just wanted to be off stage in the wings. Like I loved the vibe and I loved all the people, but I could not stand being on stage saying lines. It just was not me at all. Um, And one of my teachers actually, who I really do owe a lot to, kind of showed me different ways of being in 
you know, theatre and she was like, well, you could help with a costume or you could help with the lights or you could, you know, make some props and stuff like that. So I just kind of did it all. And then we had to do like a compulsory um, work experience. And I was like, I'm not going to an office and sitting in an office for a week. Like it's not me. It never has been. And I found this work experience week at the Royal Exchange, which fell in the week that I had to do this work experience. And I was like, perfect. And we got to do a bit of everything. And I actually decided I wanted to do lighting. Like I just loved it. So I did, like I was kind of part of the Royal Exchange. I then joined their young company. And, um, and I was basically doing lighting, like doing the lights, lighting, operating. And that's kind of where I was like, do you know what? Pendleton College have got like a technical theatre course. I can get into lighting through this. So I joined and then we started learning about all the different kind of sectors, you know, in theatre that like, you just don't know about, like, it's so, you know, I've loved theatre from a young age. I was very lucky that my parents have always, that's always been a part of my life. I've always been to see shows, but I didn't know that these careers existed. Like, even now, if I say, like, if I meet someone, if I go to the doctors and the people say like, what you know what's your job role and I'm like oh I'm a stage manager they're like what's that like nobody knows <laughs> what it is but Pendleton I started learning about that role and I don't even remember like making a conscious decision I just remember the first time I was like my show role was to do stage management it just clicked like it was like this is what you've been good at for years this is everything you are as a person like it would be stupid to not do it. Like it's the career you love and it's all the skills that you have and all the things that you're good at. And it just clicked. And from there, I was like, no, this is, this is my career path and this is what I want to do. That's amazing. Oh, wow. I love that. I, you're right. It is, it is that moment, I feel, for many of us where you get the chance to finally do that role and it's, it just clicks into place and you suddenly go, oh wow this is where I fit this is what I'm really good at and having that moment is amazing because I think it can really sort of propel you forward yeah uh, into making better decisions for yourself or the right kinds of decisions for yourself so I mean Pendleton was a real uh it was a real moment in time for you in a way let's chat about your journey after college so getting into uh drama schools because I yeah. you went to Rose Bruford didn't you I did yes um so I when I started at Pendleton 16 year old me and I remember having this conversation with my parents like all the time I was adamant I was not going to uni I was I was like I will not go to university I don't want to it's not a bit of me it's not what I want to do I just want to work and I had this like almost this shoe in at the Royal Exchange. Like I'd been working there since I was like 15, you know. So like I knew I had these connections, but something I just didn't feel prepared enough for the industry. Mm-hmm. And it got to like you cast time and stuff. And I was like, I remember just, like turning around to my parents and being like, I'm applying for drama school. And they were both like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big change. And I thought, do you know what? Like, I probably won't get in, but what's the harm in trying? Like, what's the harm in seeing what kind of people go to drama school, seeing what they have to offer? Um, and I think you'd mentioned in one of your earlier ones, like Pendleton had um, connections with 
drama schools. So like they had a connection with Mountview. So Mountview were already coming in and they'd said, if you've got any technical theatre students, like we will audition them for the course. Like all they have to do is come for half an hour of a chat and then we'll see. So I was like, you know, it's not going to cost me anything. Don't have to go to London. So I did that. And from there I was like, no, I want to, I want to see these places. Like I want to, you know, go and see them and apply for other places to see if there's one that fits me. And I was adamant that I was only going to get, like if I was going to get an offer, it was going to be one. And I remember I'd said to like my dad, whichever one offers me a place, I'll just go. Like, (laughs) you know, if I can afford it. And somehow I got offers from like six different drama schools like every drama school I applied for actually offered me a place so I was like I'm really picking myself up but like (laughs) it was insane it was the most insane year of my life I was trying to you know get my final grade in college and go to all these different cities to go to drama schools and like in Pendleton as um when you do technical theatre your marks are all based on the shows so we had to do every single season show so I did eight shows that year and six different dramas but like I was I don't even remember where I was at what point um but I'd applied for all these places and all of a sudden I got this like overwhelming feeling of like you've got a huge decision to make like I don't know what to do and I actually remember I was in rehearsals for it was the last show that I did I think it was Rent and I was sat next to the director and I got this phone call from Rada to say you've been offered a place And she was kind of there when I got this phone call and my face was like, I don't believe this. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) And everyone, I think, just kind of presumed because it was Rada, I was Mm going to take it because it had this huge, you know, thing about it, like a big name. Yeah. And I remember being backstage for the tech rehearsals of, of Rent of that show. And I was with a few of the cast members and we were waiting like in a tiny little corner for like some scene change or something and I just said to them like I don't know what to do and they were like well where did you feel most comfortable you know where what did you enjoy like this isn't about what other people think you should do or what other people expect you to do like this is going to be three years of your life and I was like I fell in love with Rose Bruford like the second I saw it I felt like I could be there and they were like well there you go you've made your decision and it was then and I was like do you know what I have (laughs) that's it and that's when I decided like I was gonna go to drama school and all of a sudden like my world just completely changed (laughs) which is just mad um but it's still it was the best decision I made for sure and I'm so glad I did it and I'm so glad that I actually went to drama school as well to like carry on my training because Pendleton was like an all-rounder for technical stuff but I got to do three years at Bruford that were like stage management focused for three full years and I needed that like I didn't know it at the time but I definitely needed that to progress in my career yeah that's amazing you you're completely right you have that moment of oh god I really need to make a decision but actually you probably knew all along because you you do you walk into these uh drama schools and you immediately make uh, a sort of connection with it if it's the right place you just know within yourself I was exactly the same I had that exact moment and I think I cried when I left because I was like oh my god this is amazing (laughs) 
you just know it in your heart like you just sometimes you just get like I just felt with Rose Bruford like I could picture myself there from that first moment of walking in and sitting down like waiting to be you know taken through for my interview I was like you know in a year's time I can imagine being sat in this canteen like with my friends do you know what I mean and it's so random but you do just know in yourself where you're supposed to be definitely and I I really admire the fact that you know beforehand you were quite adamant on not going to university um or you know studying any further but you made that decision for you because you knew that that was what you needed I I completely relate to that because there were a few uh of the performer friends that I made at uh Pendleton whom you probably know that decided not to go to drama school and that was a very definite choice whereas for me it was a no-brainer I I said I need that extra training yeah I I need that time to really find myself as a performer to know what I can bring to the table Um, and it's the same for any craft really Uh, I'm, I'm sure you found this as well after your three years you knew exactly the kind of stage manager you were yeah and that is what you know further education drama school training gives you um completely different to university training like I'm just gonna say that now because 100% it, it is so different I mean absolutely nothing wrong at all with going to university and uh you know pursuing your training there um but I think if you're a hands-on practical person, the best place for you, uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll tell me if, if you think so as well, but the best place for you is probably drama school. Yeah. And especially like the industry that we're in, it taught me so much about work ethic, like from the offset, like, you know, probably like my second week at drama school, this wasn't, a, you know, two days a week, you'd have a couple of lectures, we had academic lectures, and then we would do 12 hour rehearsal days, or, you know, projects that would span for like, a half a day, and then another half a day of lectures, you know, you weren't leaving at all before seven o'clock in the evening, you know, if not, most weeks, we were leaving at 10 o'clock at night, you know, and going in the next day at nine o'clock in the morning, like, And you had to do all the academic stuff that, you know, people do do at uni, but we also had shows and different show roles and making things. And I think if I hadn't have done that, I'd never have been prepared for like a tech week where you go into tech and you're just like, you give your life up for that week. Um, So my work ethic changed completely because at college, you know, 16 to 18, they can only kind of keep you like most of my days were only until like four I'd say like my lessons and then the odd time we'd have an hour rehearsal afterwards. But this was like nowhere near the level of drama school where, you know, I definitely got my money's worth. I know some people say with uni, like, what are we paying all this money for? But like, I know where my money went with drama school because I gave up my life for three years to train (laughs) that. Yeah, no, I, I agree uh, completely. I mean, obviously, I am slightly biased because I've been to drama school myself, yeah. so I know. Um, but I, I would agree with you definitely on that one. Um, you have an incredible positive attitude about you, Sarah, if, if you don't mind me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really, really admire 
uh, you and how you put yourself out there um, into the world. And whenever I see anything uh, that you're doing on social media or projects that you've been working on, I see how how grateful you are for these experiences. And it's sort of, I do, I, I, it's like any craft, especially in the performing arts industry, it really does shape us as human yeah. beings. Um, tell us about your experiences sort of post-graduation have there been any jobs that have really tested you or that have really helped you grow uh, as as a as a freelancer so I was really lucky in that um so again as part of our third year at drama school we had to do like a compulsory placement um, and Matt and Rose Bruford actually had a connection with Oldham Coliseum and they were like we know you're northern based anyway so it would be great for you to go and kind of like you know get that connection meet those people so I went in March of my final year we were due to finish in June I went in March for a few weeks and I was like gonna go back to Manchester for four weeks and then I just never went back. Like I ended up ringing my drama school towards the end. And I was like, they've kept me on for another few weeks. And then I've also found two other placements in Manchester that want me to come and shadow them. So it ended up being like the busiest term, but all of it was back in Manchester. Like I was fully away from Bruford and I handed in all my like, you know, my dissertation and stuff. But because I was working in stage management, you know, I was able to do that, which I'm so, so grateful for because it's an experience not everyone got. But that connection, like that was back in 2017 and I have worked with Olden Coliseum and still hold Olden Coliseum very dearly to my heart since, you know, anytime they need anyone, even if it's just a day, like when they've moved into their new storage unit, they were like, Sarah, can you come in for the day? Like, they're some of my closest friends. They're such a great theatre to be involved with. And they took me on as this, you know, 21 year old that hadn't even graduated yet for a bit of a placement. And they've kept me since, like I've been working there as a freelancer ever since. And I absolutely love that because that's a connection that is so strong for me. But I did find it really difficult that first year being a young female in the industry mm -hmm. and in my sector like I think in any real like technical kind of hands-on job there's always that stereotype of kind of like heavy lifting is for men mm -hmm. you know and you know building things getting dirty like all that kind of thing it's not a woman's job but it's the job that I want to do. It's what I love doing. You know, I do DIY for all my family at home. Like that's just who I am. Um, but it is hard because I do feel like, especially in the first year or so, there's that kind of stereotype of, oh, you're so young. Like you've not got the experience. You know, I missed out on a few jobs because it's like, oh, you know, you're quite young to be on the job. And it's like, well, how am I ever going to progress and get older if nobody's going to give me experience now because I'm not just going to sit around and wait until I'm you know in my mid-30s to get my first job yeah. so you do really have to put yourself out there and I think that's kind of where I taught myself or like made myself you know have this positive and grateful outlook for everything because I wanted to learn from everyone I met so that I could go into the next job or the next interview and show that I'm willing to grow I'm willing to be adaptable and 
just willing to fit in with them and that I wanted to learn you know there are a lot of people older than me out there and a lot of people with much more experience so I want them to show me and I want them to give me that um and it wasn't until actually 2019 I got a job working for Manchester International Festival and I got a job on kind of a small production just doing like a little bit of ASM in and then this huge there was this huge show um and it was like um, their big kind of final thing and it was going to have like a mystery location and really huge like music artists and they realized they needed more stage management because it was going to be like it was held in um, Mayfield Depot and it was like a capacity of a thousand and they were like yeah we need we need stage managers here to help like exactly. run this and it was um, with Manchester um, School of Acting students. And they brought me in on the Monday and they were like, we open on the Wednesday. Here's 30 students, like, you're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. And all of the other team, like all of the other stage managers and, you know, production managers and stuff were all like in their 40s and they'd have years of experience. And I just didn't say anything about, you know, what I'd done before. I just went in and did the job that I was, you know, asked to do and I managed people as well as I could. And after that had finished, like all these people were like, we just can't believe that you, you know, you haven't done anything like this before because you just took to it so well. Yeah. And I think that was the first time that I was like, do you know what? I really can do anything I set my mind to. Like, you know, I am deserving of these bigger jobs, like, you know, and I can do it. And I think since then I've been like pushing myself to just continue being like the best version of me possible yeah. um, and helping others to be that as well really yeah that's amazing that you know what what you've just said there that you are deserving of the bigger jobs is is something that I think applies to every creative getting that get getting to that point and believing that you deserve those jobs is is a turning point it yeah. absolutely is and I feel when you're like a new graduate and maybe you've not had the experience that you know some of the older people in your sector have it, it can be quite disheartening in a way because you feel like oh I, you know I need to learn bit by bit and work my way up actually it's not always the case yeah um, so I think I think that's an amazing outlook to have, and I mean kudos to you because, like I said before, you you really you radiate positivity, and it's it's infectious. It really is. I can't stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like proper fangirling over here. <laughs> it's almost like you reach that moment, and you know I'm not going to lie. It's, it's only in the last couple of years or so that I've reached this point where I've stopped wanting to mold to be what jobs want you know their stage manager to be I am who I am and that's why I'm employable if a person or a company doesn't want to hire me because I don't fit that's okay because my craft is not you know it's not like I'm a plumber and my craft is doing that my craft is me as a person it's my you know the way I interact with people it's my brain it's how I work so if I as a person don't fit you know, that's totally fine. I shouldn't be changing myself for a job. I should be pushing myself out there to be like, you know, you want somebody like me because 
this is who I am and this is what I can give for you. And I think when you reach that point, like a lot of, you know, you can go to college like we did. And I think I definitely had a moment in college where I thought I was, I'd like found myself, but then you realize looking back, like 18 year old Sarah did not know, yeah. you know, who she was like, it's taken a long process, but I do finally feel like fully content and fully happy with the person that I am and that I don't have to change that for any job or company or person. Like I'm me. And if you want to hire me, then hire me. (laughs) Hell yeah, girl. That's what it's about. Like that you have to have some form of belief in yourself to succeed. Uh, You really, really do. And uh, I think a lot of people watching this, whether they're uh, freelance stage managers like yourself or whether they're performers or technical staff or a- anything at all, they'll be watching this going, hell yeah, like I need yeah. to move in myself too. Um, so I kind of wanted to discuss what's next for you do you have anything lined up I know that with your photography you're obviously because of lockdown that's not yeah. been happening but what are your plans with that now that that you know there is light at the end of the tunnel so to speak yeah so I've started um I finally started taking bookings again now that restrictions are lifting um I've got a couple of people booked in for the next month or so um and I've fingers crossed got some projects that could potentially be going ahead stage management wise in the summer I mean it's all very dependent on what happens at the moment but I'm hopeful and you know I'm in talks with people and having meetings about stuff so hopefully some of that will go ahead um it's hard because I think especially in the last year like I haven't done any stage management and little photography in the last year that you do start to doubt yourself and it's the first time in my kind of career that I've almost started having thoughts about going a different way or changing my career but like I know that that's not what I want and I know that as soon as I'm back in the theatre again I will know full well that's where I need to be and whether it even just be like watching a show like I know that I'm gonna want to do that um And I think hopefully I can just continue to, you know, work in my stage management jobs and do my photography when I can. You know, the photography for me is always just kind of like a side job. And I do it because I love it. Like if I ever felt too much pressure or I ever felt, you know, that I wasn't enjoying it as much, I probably wouldn't continue with it because for me, it's my way of staying creative and my way of enjoying myself. So I don't want it to ever be something that, you know, feels like a chore. Yeah. Um, It's just great that it can also be a job. Um, But I just hope that further down the line, I can continue working, but also like help other people. Like I'd love to mentor, you know, younger people because I just feel like I was very lucky that I had a teacher when I was 13, 14 years old that saw something in me, you know, as much as I hated performing, she was like, there are other ways that you can still do what you love, you know? And she guided me in the right direction, but there is so little of that out there. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to be that person for other people. Like I want to be that person that is like, this is a job that you can do. And this is a career that you can, you know, achieve if that's what you want to do. And hopefully someday just continue to do that, maybe teach, 
you know what I do and like potentially like work with like theatre they start a theatre company or something like that because I just feel like I've got so much more to give and that's what I want to keep doing as long as I possibly can really amazing fair play (laughs) I'm like yes this sounds amazing I'm gonna be there for all of them um this kind of takes me nicely on to what I was going to ask you next which was do you have any advice for anybody that is maybe starting out or anybody that is in this industry already um just in terms of just sort of progressing forward I suppose um for people that are starting out you know I would say it has to come from you. Like I didn't have the biggest support in the world as a teenager. You know, everyone wants you to go into academics and stuff, but I was the person that was researching theatres in Manchester and what courses did, you know, technical theatre and what courses or what kind of places would give me, you know, a day shadowing or whatever. All of that came from me. It's not ever handed to you on a plate. Like you have to, go out there and look for it so if you have a passion for you know any role in theatre reach out to people if you see a stage manager on twitter you know if it's in their handle drop them a message and ask them like what kind of skills you need or you know I'm always willing to answer any questions like that and I just think if I'd done that more I might have even been aware earlier that that was something that I wanted to do um but in terms of like and it's really difficult because I loved my time at drama school and I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't not go, I wouldn't change it. But drama schools, I do find, try to mould you into a certain kind of person in the industry. Like if you're, you know, if, if you've trained at Bruford, you're a Bruford stage manager compared to, you know, other stage managers from other drama schools and stuff. But it shouldn't be like that. Like there are so many of my peers at drama school that were completely different people to me like they excelled in building things but they didn't have the same kind of people skills that I have or Mm -hmm. they were really really great with like queuing and being on the book but they weren't as great with making stuff like you don't have to conform to anything you know utilize the skills that you do have and make that be what sells you as like different because as long as you're adaptable and you're willing to you know, learn new skills and keep growing once you're, out, you know, out of drama school, you will get work and people will want to work with you. And it's only the person that you are that sells yourself. You know, you can't always get that across on paper and in, in a CV or whatever, but you just need to sell yourself when you meet people or network in an industry. And that is how you will, you know, get on in, in this industry because, for me it's becoming less and less me applying with a cv and Mm -hmm. more and more people that i've worked with in the past passing on my name to other people you know producers that i've worked with still pass on my name to people and i get phone calls saying like so and so's like mentioned you or you worked with this person once and that is how this industry works so if you can make those good connections and even if you don't think you're getting anything from a job if you are the best version of yourself when you do it, so much will come from that that you won't even see until maybe a year down the line where someone rings you up. So just make the most of every opportunity, really. That's probably the best advice I'd give to people. 
that's yeah no I completely agree with that wholeheartedly I think that's amazing advice um and you you're completely right like I was thinking about my journey as as a actor performer I do a bit of everything really as <laughs> in terms of performing and in the past sort of two years pretty much every job I've had has come from people I've worked with before that have recommended yeah me. and I'm like that's insane like I'm incredibly grateful for that because like you said that's how you move forward like those uh, th those moments of networking those relationships that you form are so important whether you realize it or not so you know stay in touch with people like keep those uh connections and relationships going if you can yeah i mean obviously it's not always as easy as that it's easier said than done isn't it because we are we are very busy people yeah um but you know but just being that person like i like to pride myself on you know i still have a lot of friends from pendleton you know for who i met at 16 who if I see on Twitter that they've got a job, like I will shout it from the rooftops. I will share and retweet that. I will be posting on my Instagram story about people getting casting, you know, TV shows or theater shows because I'm proud of those people. I've seen them and watched them grow from, you know, training to being great at what they do. Yeah. And it only takes like, you know, two seconds to reply to someone that's showing off what they're in you know their next show that they're in to congratulate them and I still do that for the people I met at the age of 16 I don't see them all the time I don't talk to them all the time but if you continue to be that person they will want to be that person for you as well or they will remember you because I still have people that say to me you know you are always the first person to congratulate me on a new job or congratulate me on you know whatever I'm doing and I think they're going to remember that and if they ever do need someone you know that they know where I am they know what I do and they know that I'm supportive so that is what helps you with connections it doesn't have to be you know seeing people every single week or talking to people on the phone for an hour like the simplest littlest messages of just like I'm supporting you you know you have my support and I'm proud of you can literally just mean the world to someone yeah. and can keep your relationship with people strong absolutely I think that's a really good point to make actually because I know uh, a lot of my friends actor friends really struggle with networking and the whole idea of it just it brings this sense of like dread and fear because they're like oh my god you know I have to speak to these really professional people that have been doing it for years and da 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 and it's like, how do I put my best foot forward with these people? Just be yourself. And yeah. like you said, just just show that willingness to be there for other people and, and that you are there for other people. Um, I think it's, it, it's very easy to get caught up in this competitive industry and see it as, as almost like I've got to beat them. I've got yeah. to, you know, sort of push them aside to get this role or whatever. It's not the case. No. It's not the case. It, as you say, building people up and you know supporting them in whichever way you can just shows that you're there and you're with them, and hopefully they will take you uh, with them on on their journey, and likewise you'll take them with you. Um, I think that's a really nice sort of 
point to end this yeah. podcast because I, I think that's wonderful advice. I really do. Uh, thank you so much for your time and energy. Like this, I, I'm, I can't stop <laughs> smiling. <laughs> uh, it's been at like literally a breath of fresh air and I'm sure anyone listening will will agree um would you like to plug any of your social medias where can we find you online yes so I am s underscore wardle photography on instagram that's kind of my main place that I post things um I'm also on facebook so sk wardle photography on facebook um but you'd find most of my um photos the biggest range of them are on my instagram page um if people want to go and check them out and that's kind of where i take a lot of my bookings from um and kind of network with people and connect with people on there so if anyone wanted to go and give me a little follow that would be great (laughs) amazing everyone go and book in with sarah she will take (laughs) some incredible pictures of you (laughs) um amazing and are you are you on um are you on twitter as well I am on Twitter um I don't have my Twitter isn't for my photography it's just kind of me as um a freelancer um but I kind of just you know I'm just always open for a chat really like if you you know if you see me or if you see my name pop up and you do want to just drop a message about getting into the technical side of theatre or whatever like I am more than happy to talk to people about my pathway into the industry and also like help out people as much as possible because that is what I would have wanted as you know a teenager or a young person trying to get into it so as much as I can do that for people I will amazing amazing well this has been an absolute pleasure again thank you Sarah thank you so much um just for your time and your energy and your positivity and we wish you every bit of success in the future um If you've been watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Leave a like, comment down below, both uh, us at Blue Balloon and Sarah will meet you in the comments if you have anything to ask. Or if you just enjoyed it, let us know. We love that too. Um, Give us a subscribe on YouTube. You can now listen to all of our podcasts on Spotify, Anchor and wherever else you get your podcasts. (laughs) Uh, the, The list is endless at the minute. Uh, but thank you so much for listening and uh, watching and thank you again Sarah I keep saying thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) it's been a joy Uh, and until the next time guys we'll see you later